Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. Happy February. Today on the show, CityCast Portland producers Julia Fioioni and John Itariani are joining me in sharing our personal guide for the month. It's all our top picks in food, entertainment, and everything in between. Do you want to know where in town you can actually celebrate Mardi Gras or eat a chopped Italian, maybe pose with a sort of infamous axe? Well, sit tight because we got you covered. It's Thursday, February 1st. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Welcome to the show, everyone. John, Julia, good to have you back on. Two of my absolute favorite guests. Aw, hey, Claudia. Aw, thank you. You know, if you're new to the show, thanks for dropping in. Our monthly guides are something we started doing to help us all feel a bit more connected to our city. Uh, Our regular daily show covers everything from like local news to culture, but we were noticing the months were kind of slipping away from us because of our daily production grind. Like in my head, we started doing this show last week, but we're nearly about 300 episodes in. Woo. Which is insane. <laughs> and I'm not sure what kind of work y'all are doing out there, but John, Julia, and I work from home at very desk-based jobs. So we sometimes kind of need to psych each other out to leave the house. And mm-hmm. we hope our recommendations lead you to do the same. Like this isn't the end all of all that there is to do or experience in Portland this February. But consider this a starting point. So let's kick it off with the big items. What is your top event for the month, you guys? Yeah, I can go first. I'm really hoping to check out the Studio Ghibli Film Festival at OMSI. I did go last year, so I have an idea already of what I'm getting myself into. But I enjoyed it so much that I would really like to go back. And this has been going on already for a couple weeks, but it'll be continuing through February 25th in the Empirical Theater, which I did learn is the largest film screening spot in Portland, which is really cool. And it makes sense because the place is huge, but they'll be screening films like My Neighbor Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service and Spirited Away, um, both in subtitled and dubbed options. Adult tickets are only $8, so it's pretty affordable. And I know recently we've had a lot of listeners writing in looking for indoor activities for kids. And I think this kind of event is perfect. The tickets are only $6.50 for them. Um, And I remember even last year, I was going through a breakup around the time that I went. And I was just surrounded by all these little kiddos that were so excited to get into the theater. And it's kind of like a mood booster. It was really sweet. Very different type of environment that I'm used to going out to. So it was a very like positive um, memory. So I'm looking forward to heading back there and maybe checking out some new films. But are either of you Studio Ghibli film fans? Uh, I've definitely enjoyed some Studio Ghibli films over the years. I mean, My Neighbor Totoro, super classic. Mm -hmm. I really want to see the new one, The Boy and the Heron. I saw it. And uh, it is the most, and here's, okay, before we go into this. So people say Studio (laughs) Ghibli and people say Studio Ghibli. Yes. So the correct pronunciation is Ghibli, but 
Now people say I've Ghibli. Ghibli. Listen, yeah. listen to me. <laughs> I'm about to get upset now. Thank you for this, Claudia. Because I was wondering. I was in my no, head. No, I was like, the correct way to say that word is Ghibli. But Miyazaki can't pronounce G's. So they say Ghibli. Mm-hmm. But it's been really hard for me to go back to Ghibli. Yeah. Because like it's Studio Ghibli. But if Miyazaki's saying Ghibli, then everyone's like, you guys, we have to say Ghibli if he says Ghibli because it's his studio. But I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm saying Ghibli. It's like GIF or JIF. That's funny because I say Ghibli, but I also say GIF. So I can't <laughs> I can't stick with just one. But it's funny. I checked in with a, a group of friends of mine who are huge Studio Ghibli fans, which is why I was like, no way it's Ghibli. But yeah, that is a whole thing. I think at this point you can kind of just approach it how you'd like, but it's true. <laughs> that's beside the point. No, I love Miyazaki. I went to see the, the the boy and the heron and I took my partner who's like on the fence for like adult animation. Like she just thinks she's like, I don't know, man, I'm not a child, but she really did like spirited away. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, man, that was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's the best part about it. You never know what you're going to get. What about you, John? What do you, I mean, I know we're going to do a lot of stuff this month, but what's the big thing that you're looking forward to? The, the thing that I've got an eye on that I did a couple years ago and I kind of want to get back to, do you know that there's a Portland Mardi Gras? No. No. Yeah. So Mardi Gras, New Orleans, like huge festival. Well, the the main newspaper in New Orleans has said that Portland has one of the most authentic Mardi Gras celebrations outside <laughs> of Louisiana. That is so silly. <laughs> I'm sorry. For nothing about this. Never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Where does it happen? So there's like two main events. There's a Mardi Gras ball that is happening at the Wonder Ballroom coming up on the 10th. There's like a bunch of live bands that are going to be happening. There's going to be like Cajun food for sale. Uh, costumes like super encouraged. And then there's a Mardi Gras parade uh, coming up Where? on February 13th on Fat Tuesday. This is the thing that I've done before that's super fun. It's on Mississippi. Oh. So like, you know, it starts at 7 o'clock on the 13th, Fat Tuesday. And like there's just a bunch of bands and... Uh, just people in crazy costumes and like all the businesses along Mississippi get involved and all have specials and like craft events for kids. And it's like just a blast. It's so much fun just to have this big goofy parade through the city just just for the heck of it and to get everybody outside. When did this start? I first went, oh, probably five years ago. Um, but oh yeah, I mean, God. it's put together. So like in, in New Orleans, like different groups of people put together, they're called crews. And so so there's this group called the Misty Crew of Nimbus. Um, I, th- I think it's actually a couple like uh, Louisiana expats that moved up oh, here wow. and were like, we should do this in Portland. And it is sort of like, you know, you think about like what Mardi Gras is. It's like this big celebration. It's like lots of crazy costumes. And like Portland sort of has that whimsy anyways, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like people kind of like to like get dressed up and like do goofy things here. So it kind of fits as well. But yeah, it's super fun. Okay, question. Yeah. Does it start on Fat Tuesday? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've only celebrated Fat Tuesday in Portland by chance at that um, kind of like Louisiana style uh, oyster place on Williams called Eat, mm-hmm. which I, every time I'm like, oh, eat, people get confused because it, a restaurant called Eat was, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to like look down on their marketing, but like that's really hard to Google. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it was just by chance we were there and there was like a ho- there was horns coming and stuff. And that was like over 10 years ago. And that's all I saw. There wasn't like a parade outside. It was like inside this one place. And I'm just like, wow. And I remember thinking of like, that should happen every year. And I'm so happy that it kind that it is. And now it's like a parade and all this stuff. Cause I didn't, I've been here for so long, John. I've never heard of this thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say it was in Southeast. Cause I was like, is it in Southeast? Is that why I don't know about it? <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, no, North Portland. I'm like, yeah. no, well, there's too many places I know. Yeah. Down Mississippi from Skidmore down to Fremont. I mean, check out this list of bands, the Bigfoot Brass Band, which is a marching brand from Olympia. The Northwest Bones Gang, which is like a Mardi Gras black Indian group. Uh, the Beaumont Marching Bobcats, a middle school marching band. Uh, the Portland Samba Band. Uh, I mean, I could keep going. I could spend mm-hmm. this whole episode listing all the bands that are going to be there. But yeah, it's it's really fun. Coming up on the 13th. Does it make you want to like... Uh... Take out your old trumpet. Was that what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Does it make you want to polish your trumpet? Uh, I mean, I. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm outing you here. Having done like Mardi Gras parades in Louisiana in the past, it is bad form to just like jump in with a band if you're not invited. So I'm mm. not going to bring my trumpet, but I might be out there. John, do you want to share why? You play the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> so in, yeah, in my previous life, I started a like twenty. 20- five person sort of guerrilla brass band in Detroit uh, that would just, you know, mostly just sort of barge into businesses and bars and like play a couple songs and leave and like do impromptu <laughs> parades. There was this one time we were parading down the street uh, at like 1130 at night and like the cops rolled by and I'm like, we're going to get in so much trouble. But the cops were just sort of like driving real slow and bobbing their heads and just drove off. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, really funny. But yeah, yeah, we, we, we did a couple Mardi Gras. Um, that's great. I didn't know about this. I'm really excited. I knew about Studio Ghibli, Julia, but I didn't know about <laughs> the Mardi Gras. This is really exciting stuff. Yeah, it'd be fun to actually celebrate Fat Tuesday properly. Growing up Catholic, it would just be the last day that you can eat or do whatever you're giving up for Lent. So mm. it's a very different uh, celebration. So I'll definitely go check it out this year. I had no idea it was connected to Catholicism. Yeah, it just so happens to be the last day of, uh, I guess, sinning Yeah, in this, in this context. Oh, that makes sense. So that's why you, they're sinning yeah, so hard. Yeah, it's like, let's go hard before uh, we get all godly. Uh, that's <laughs> makes sense. so funny. Cool. Well, I'm looking at two things. I'll tell you why it's two things. One, I started going to the Rose City Rollers games. That's our uh, collection of roller derby teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to do that when I was I'm like when I was little, um, so long ago. Um, and it was so great because I haven't been there, I feel like, since then, you mm-hmm. know? And just to see this, I mean, it still has a very DIY punk feel, but it's kind of official now. You know, like, there's, like, food trucks and you can buy, you know, beer and not, like, hide it. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's merch <laughs> and, like, yeah, this feels like... Like a, a real thing. And mm. sometime in the spring, we're supposed to be hosting the uh, like international roller derby championship at the Veteran Coliseum. So I'm I'm kind of I'm doing the thing where I'm learning all the players and like learning all the stories so I can like properly support Portland, you know, oh my get gosh. there, which we will. Maybe you could start like a side gig as a roller derby commentator. Oh, my God. Nobody cares. <laughs> you know, what's so funny is that I'd listen. I think two thirds of us are still even though we're like, wait, how does this game work? Because it's so confusing. Like oh, after a yeah. while you get it. You're like, 
Yeah, you're like, mm. oh yeah, 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 the jammer, the jammer. But sometimes I'll be like, I'm sorry, she just scored four points, and how? And like, I I had to like reteach. Like it was, it wasn't just me. It was people who literally like were trying out to be in the roller derby when I was like, when we were the same age. And they were just like, wait, what's happening? I'm like, you played this. Like, you should know. And they were like, I was so, it was so long ago. <laughs> That's totally my experience of watching roller derby too. It's just like, yay, go team. <laughs> <laughs> no, but once you do know what's happening, it you get into it. And there's a lot of like holding people back. Because basically the jammer is like the person with the star and they're essentially the puck. There's a whole strategy to it. Um, I'm still kind of relearning. So that's one thing I, I, I'm definitely going to be doing because this month um, all of our teams are playing. So I would I would suggest to check that out if you want to. And maybe like online before you go, Google uh, how roller derby works. <laughs> You'll be a lot better prepared than we were. Uh, but I also... There's this thing called feels like floating. And it was this thing that was supposed to happen last month, but because of the ice, they rescheduled it to this month. And it's something I've been looking forward to forever, but I may or may not go, John, because it falls on a certain day that I booked for us. Oh. Because John is finally going to take me uh, skiing. And Julia, we're all going. We're, yeah, of course, yeah. and Julia. But I mean, mainly me, because you've been <laughs> promising me to take you skiing for five years. Because <laughs> we all know John's going to get frustrated with me. He's going to like, like 10 minutes in, he's just like, pizza, I said pizza. Oh, no, this is cross-country skiing, which I am not good at. I, oh, yeah. cool. So we're all going to be bad? Yeah, we're all going to oh, suck at this. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. wait. But yeah, we're going cross-country skiing. We're going up to teacup. Uh, which is another, I mean, I guess this is a bonus recommendation. Get out there, get on some cross-country skis. You can rent them. You can rent them from Next Adventure. Uh, you can rent them, like, on the way to the hill. There's, like, places in Sandy you can pop in and just, like, rent a pair of skis mm. and uh, go out and go cross-country skiing, like us. <laughs> I mean, I am going to ask if we can maybe move it one Sunday before or after. That's why I had two things, because I didn't want to be a liar. But uh, I did get rescheduled to go see uh, Roy Werner, uh, Omni Gardens. I love Omni Gardens. And Patricia Wolf. they're at Leech Botanical Gardens um, in this special garden room. I don't know if you guys have been to Leech Botanical Gardens. They're really, really beautiful. It's really cool. And now there's going to be like this kind of like maybe experimental music, maybe more, just more on the vibes. <laughs> Yeah. Less on the song structure. Um, it's very beautiful stuff. And it's like one, like a wonderful setting, you know. But I might have to catch the next one because if, John, if you're just like, no, I said the 11th, then that is what's happening <laughs> because I am not missing out on this. We can do both. We can get like a morning ski in and get you back in time for some floating. Really? It starts yeah. at 430. I just don't think it's going to happen for old Claudia Meza. <laughs> I mean, that it's would be an much. amazing day. That no, would be. I just yeah. know, I know like life. I know how that works. Yeah. We're going to be at the lodge and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we're going to want to get a beer. And, <laughs> you know. All right. Well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, our top food picks for the month. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
I want to know what you guys are looking forward to food-wise. Because, you know, we're always talking about food. Yeah. This one I've been thinking about for a little while now. Um, Dos Hermanos Bakery on Southeast Stark. So they've been around for a while uh, putting out baked goods, um, both counter service and wholesale. This is two brothers from Yucatan, Mexico, Gabriel and Josue Escora. So right now they just opened up a cafe on Southeast Dark, which is more of like a sit down, like you can grab sandwiches and pastries and coffee. Um, but the thing that's really grabbing my attention is they have these 16 inch chopped sandwiches that mm. they specifically make these special types of baguettes for. And they don't sell these baguettes any other way, but for these sandwiches. The one sandwich that I've been like thinking about for the past few weeks is called the Bada Bing. And <laughs> I can't help but just like want to go and buy it right now. It's just a classic Italian sub, but everything's chopped up into little bits. It's mortadella and prosciutto and uh, like vinaigrette. But I'm wondering if either of you prefer like a chopped sandwich or a regular sandwich if you had the choice. And I have like a strong take on this one. So I'm curious. I feel like I've been seeing like the chopped Italian sandwich making the rounds online. I feel like that is like a hot item of like late 2023, early 2024. Yeah, I would mm -hmm. definitely eat that. I feel like there's a lot of like East Coast uh, standards that are making it to the West Coast and people are like, oh my God, have you heard of the, you know, espresso martini? It's like, yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like called a chopped cheese. Yeah. It's called a chopped <laughs> martini. No, I mean, like, here's my answer. When I'm sober, I like... A, a, a respectable sandwich that is all like, you know, that has its layers and stuff mm -hmm. because the chopped would bother me. But when I'm a little tipsy, a chopped sandwich hits. That's completely fair. I feel like might as well just cut to the chase, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's also like, it, it, like it's working for me. <laughs> yeah. It's like pre-chewed. I yeah. know. It, that's what I'm saying. Which is terrible to think about, but... <laughs> but it's, it is. <laughs> I think I prefer a chopped sandwich every time. And I think it's because I get frustrated by some of the sandwich elements falling out in the process mm -hmm. of eating a regular sandwich. So if I could just have everything, like a perfect bite every time. What about you, John? What are you hoping to eat this month? Yeah, I'm I'm veering away from the what's new uh, idea and going to something that has been around forever. Uh, this place has been there for 18 years, so I feel like you almost forget about it. But I feel like February is all about going to Broder, okay. uh, which is like that Scandinavian breakfast place. It's like, oh, it's the sort of restaurant that I forget about during the summer and then it gets cold out and I'm just like, I want to eat at Broder. Um, there, there's a bunch of locations. There's one on North Mississippi. There's one on Southeast Clinton. There's one like deep out in Southwest. They've got all these uh, breakfast cocktails with aquavit, which is like the national spirit of Scandinavia. They do like a Swedish coffee with aquavit that is like, oh, so, really? so, so good. Yeah. Yum. They've got a toddy. I think they even do like a Bloody Mary, which you think about it, it's sort of like tomato, celery, like fennel dill it's actually really really good and then just like some of the stuff they have on their menu is just like winter dream food they have uh, uh egg forgive my swedish pronunciation there but it's translates to lost egg which is like these soft baked eggs in I like creamed spinach eggs. and they serve it in like a little cast iron skillet oh it's my just gosh. they have a trout hash that is amazing it is just like the perfect brunch 
winter comfort food. Yum. And like even just talking about it right now, I want to go eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should stop recording and just go there. Right now. <laughs> I was just like, oh, is this what we're going to do before we all fall down on our face skiing? <laughs> we'll be skiing very slow. No, no, I'm like, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> With breakfast cocktails before yeah, we exactly. the mountain. Yeah, exactly. I was like, the heck, we're not going to have a breakfast cocktail. We're, we're, we'd be done. We're not going skiing. Um, I remember when Broder opened up and it was like people were obsessed. Like those baked eggs. They have like these little like <laughs> pancake balls. I'm sure that's not what they're called, but that's what I call them. Um, yeah. But I don't remember, I don't know, I, I don't think I was, like, drinking in the morning then. <laughs> so I never had. <laughs> this has been a slow evolution to who I am now. <laughs> a brighter, sunnier Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was young then. I had hope. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm like, mom, I'm like, mom, don't call me. I'm okay. I'm just, I'm just joking. So, so, but yeah, I love, I love Broder. I, I always forget about it too. Mm-hmm. Julie, you've been a Broder? No, it's been on my list though. So that's why I was pretty serious about let's go right now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, So mine is kind of different. It's actually the complete opposite of you, John. I have no real place. I just want to go to a new restaurant. I've realized that I'm in a rut. I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop of what we, you know, what we cover in a sense. And I need to like know what restaurants are good and stuff and Brooke or like the editor of Eater Portland, she comes through and she tells us, you know, she gives us updates on what's going on. And I feel like that's how I know about the outside world. And I really want to experience that for myself. So that mm-hmm. is something that um, I'm hoping this month to start is that every month I, I go to at least one new restaurant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can we hold you to that? Yeah. And then like make you report back on our monthly guides of where you Yeah. Ate. I'd be like, this is yes. what I want. So if you guys have any suggestions, like I want to hear about it. Um, I, ha- you know, I kind of want to try Yawarat. Mm-hmm. I've heard really good things about it. The place is at the top of my list too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's something else you're doing this with, Julia? So it's funny you brought up roller derby because I've been recently trying to get into roller skating at Oaks Park. Mm. Um, and so a while back I bought my own skates and I've been trying to just like skate around my very tiny studio apartment. Wait, hold on. Aren't you an upstairs apartment? <laughs> I cannot disclose this. You are mastering upstairs apartment activities. Let me tell you. Are you also learning how to fucking play marbles? Did you get a pogo stick? <laughs> Go on, Julia. A pogo stick. Anyway, yes, I am. <laughs> My neighbors love me. That is a hundred-year-old building. My new hobby is dropping bowling balls. <laughs> Wow, I'm an asshole. Okay. <laughs> so what I would do is I would wear my roller skates while I'm doing chores. So like while I'm vacuuming, I'm wearing my roller skates. You are skates. ruining lives as we speak. And Julia. apparently ruining lives. So in order to avoid continuing doing that and uh, being a bad neighbor, I was introduced to roller skating at Oaks Park. And I went last week with some friends and it was really fun. They have an adult skate night that's um, every Tuesday from 7 to 9.30. It's $12 including the skate rental. But they have a ton of other options too for people that maybe wouldn't be interested in that. They have a kid's skate. They have a smooth groove Sunday skate. They even have a skate for homeschooled kids, which I think is really sweet. Um, And they're all around the same price. But I will say, if you're thinking of going, make sure you pay for the parking and don't forget, it's only $3. Mm. And if you don't pay, 
I got a $44 ticket, so oh, not fun. I did dispute it, and they gave it back, but that's a whole-ass process. With whose car? It was my friend's car, and I was uh, <laughs> willing to uh, navigate the dispute process, and they did give the money back. Oh, my God. Wait, what was your, what was your argument? So I, pay, I did pay for it. I just paid for it late because I walked in, and I was like, woo, roller skating. I got distracted, and then on the, in the rink, I was like, shit, I forgot to pay, so I paid Quickly got out to the car, realized there was a ticket, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send them a screenshot of what I paid at midnight now and mm-hmm. see if they accept it. And a day later, they were like, yeah, it's fine. You paid. but That's a great parking ticket hack in Portland as well, if that works. Yeah, that's another like thing. like pay after you get a ticket. Do not take like, this advice, see? listener. Please do it not It works at Oaks Park. It is a pain. <laughs> Don't but... do this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Juliet, well, thank you for giving us a slice, an interior view into what you do. Yeah, I hope my neighbors are listening to this show. If they are, they have every right to come upstairs and knock on my door and complain. <laughs> yeah. What about you, John? Um, this is sort of like a piggyback on what we've experienced over the last month. It's more of like a tip for everybody. Um, I'm definitely going to be trying to get outside and do like a little bit of snow hiking as well. Mm. But Anybody who hasn't done this yet, like, it is the time to do it. Buy yourself some micro spikes. Like, even though we're into February, like, we are not necessarily out of nasty weather season yet. And, like, if you've got a pair of micro spikes, you can go anywhere. I I got a pair Mm. of them at Next Adventure. They're, like, 20 bucks. And you can just, you know, just strap them around your shoes. And, And it makes such a difference getting around the city. If you don't want to leave the house, you can, like, go on Amazon and get them, you know, and there are like expensive ones. You can spend a hundred bucks on them, but they only cost Nobody like- Nobody wants to do that, John. Don't tell <laughs> You know, there's going to be some person out there that's like, I want the nice I ones. I will and- <laughs> only wear micro spikes if I spend a hundred dollars. <laughs> they are they are nice. Like I looked at the $80 ones and I was like, well, they're really nice. But no, for like 20 bucks, you can get them. It is like the ultimate Portland hack. And I've been astounded at how many people I've talked to that don't have a pair of them because they think that they're hard to find, because they think that they're too expensive. It's like, no, just go out, get a pair and just like have them on hand. It's a little investment and it just like makes life in Portland in the winter so much better. Yeah. I feel like if you don't know to buy micro spikes after the ice storm, you're not good at learning. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a dick about it. But like, I think you should know by now that you should have micro spikes. Well, do you guys have them? Yeah. Don't call me out, Julie, Claudia. You, you're from <laughs> what, you don't wear fucking micro spikes walking around in Toronto. People well, would make fun doing? of you immediately. I'm you sorry just that... walk in your boots. And you're slipping and sliding? Well, the infrastructure is different. So oh, it's a little yeah. bit easier, but also you kind of just learn how to walk in it. But I don't think I've ever in my life seen a single person wearing micro spikes downtown Toronto. So <laughs> it's funny to see here. And there's a little bit of a pride element to it where I'm like, I don't need that. But I really did this past (laughs) January. Yeah, they don't really take care of the sidewalks here like they do in in Toronto. Yeah, Yeah, I have to get over myself and buy a pair if I need, if I want to do anything here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, good tip, John. Thank you. Um, My tip is actually related to yours. Here's a deal. Around February, you get settled in, like it's winter and you think it's never going to end. But then to- then tomorrow, then next month happens and either all the snow gets like rained away <laughs> or um, we're lucky and it sticks around. All I'm saying is if you've been in your head thinking, I'm going to go snowshoeing or I'm going to, this is the year I'm going to learn how to snowboard. You're going to have to do it now. Like start planning, do it this month because you just never know what's going to happen in March. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you think, I mean, you know, John, you're like a snowboarder. Like yeah. March is kind of always a crapshoot. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the forecasts are this year that it's probably going to be a warm late winter, early spring. So, like, it was last year, like, the snow stuck around forever, remember? Mm -hmm. Like, it was, like, into June, there was still significant snowfall on the ground. That might not be the case this year. It might all be melting away because it's been so warm. Yeah, I've been meaning to go out to go cosmic tubing at government camp. And I keep putting it off, so I think I need to plan that, like, now. I, I went up to the mountain last night after work. I went out to uh, Mount Hood Ski Bowl and went snowboarding at, like, left the house at, like, 6 o'clock and, like, got up there around, like, 7.38. And it was great. It was incredible. It was, like, 45, 50 degrees out. <sighs> I mean, it was, like, all slushy snow. It was just, like, me and my friend and a bunch of, like, surly, like, teenage snowboarders. And it was so much fun. You know, you can just, like, get out and do that after, even after work, even in the evenings. It's totally possible. That's mm. so cool. Yeah, I'm terrified of driving at night in the snow. <laughs> There's just, like, because, you, you know, you grew up in this stuff. To you, you're just like, snow. Well, well, I mean, you know, conditions are going to change by next week. But there was no snow on the roads, you know? Ooh, like, the, okay. the road all the way up was totally clear. It was just... Snow on the mountain. Yeah, it's good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's my that's my tip for the month, and that's also a reminder for me. And again, John, thank you for coming through on your promise of five years ago of taking yeah. me to the mountain. Oh, well, it hasn't happened. I'm already like pre-thanking you. We don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, the one who's already double booked the date. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. It was. It happened. It was double booked on me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Same diff. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I need to go to the Timberline Lodge at least once a year, or it feels like I didn't do winter. Mm. And that, to mm -hmm. me, the snow, the going up there, the getting kind of like thirsty, that is all a vehicle to like go to the Timberline Lodge. Yeah. I know I could just go to the Timberline Lodge, but that seems silly. Like, I yeah. want to feel like I earned that post whatever beer. You know what I'm talking about, John? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is if you've still not gone to the mountain or gone to the Timberline Lodge this winter, you must. It is so much fun. Especially, of course, if you've never been, you must. Oh, oh you must. You must. <laughs> you must. The, the exterior is where they shot mm -hmm. The Shining. The exterior shots are of the Timberline Lodge. So if you like The Shining, um, it's a kind of a kick to see that. And also they have, which of course is not from the movie, but they say it is, they have a prop um, axe <laughs> from, you know, and it says like, here's Johnny on the handle. And for sure they bought Wait, that. Really? <laughs> Yeah, do? you can go ask for it. Yeah, you ask for it. <laughs> I've been to the Timberline Lodge at least a dozen times, and I've never seen it. It's not in a case. I've never asked, I guess. I've never got up to the desk and said, could I please see the murder axe, <laughs> And sir? then you hold the murder axe, and you take pictures with it. But here's the thing, John. I love Julie was like, shouldn't it be in a case? They bought yeah. it at, like, Aces. Like, no, it shouldn't be in a case. There's no way that's the original, you know, Jack Nick Nicholson held axe. You know they're just like, yeah, yeah, we're the shining people. Here's an axe. <laughs> Take your picture. Move on. Take your picture. Move on. Go get a beer. That's I love that axe, and I, yeah. I go every time. And I'm just like, mm, can I have the axe? It's just like me and a bunch of seven year olds, and it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Holding an axe menacingly. Not even the real one, and you know it. <laughs> no, but you too can hold not the real shiny axe at the Timberline Lodge, and it's super fun. See you there. <laughs> well, guys, I was wondering. 
if we had to pick one thing that we were all going to do together. So there was the Studio Ghibli, mm-hmm. Portland Mardi Gras. There's the Rose City Rollers. There's also the Bakery. There's Broder. There's a new restaurant, possibly. I think, like, of this list, like, I'm actually gotten most excited about the Dos Hermanos Bakery. Oh, um, that wasn't, yes. that was, like, only vaguely on my radar. And that sounds awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to check out that chopped Italian sandwich. Mm. What about you, G? That's funny. I want to throw the the Broder option back at you, John. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to go there for so long, so I think it's time. <laughs> and me, the, uh, here's I'm just gonna say another thing because I really, really was excited about the Portland Mardi Gras. Like, I want to go check that out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, like what is on Mississippi is Broder, so we could like knock Broder. out a two out of three. Yep, that sounds actually really fun. We go to Broder. We have a cocktail. Mm-hmm. We have a co- cocktail in the morning. And then we we head over to Portland Mardi Gras. We spend all day doing something on Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, that sounds awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again, you guys, for hanging out with me this morning. And for all everyone listening, if you have any uh, recommendations for new restaurants for me to try this year, I would love to hear. You know, Brooks Brooke is like, girl, what are you talking about? Bro, I, like, if you are out there, SOS. <laughs> Claudia like, needs you. <laughs> she's like, I literally write a thing every day about it. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so if somebody knowledgeable could just tell me about this stuff, that'd be great. That's not a good goodbye, by the way. <laughs> Well, John, Julia, thank you so much for hanging out with me, and I'll see you in a little bit. Yeah, thanks, Claudia. (laughs) Thank you. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, rate, or leave us a review. It really does help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slims.